Hi there and welcome. The First Christian Church podcast ministry features the teaching and preaching of the First Christian Church in downtown Roseburg, Oregon. Here's today's message. There's nothing like seeing in creation his handiwork and his work. And I don't know about you, but I feel very blessed to be able to live in Christ and to be able to live for Christ. How about you? I hope so. This month, your theme is one for all and all for one, right? I remember as a kid growing up with the Three Musketeers. How about you? (laughs) Yeah. Always a lot of fun as a kid to watch these things, to see how they fought beside each other and how they would fight alongside each other, for each other. And, you know, there was never a doubt that they were going to win. There was never a doubt that as they moved their swords together and they called out one for all and all for one, that they would be a unit that would fight, that they would, be the, that they would fight off the bad guys no matter what would happen. And it was always fun to, to watch their uh, swordmanship. Obviously, now as an adult, you realize how much of that was, was choreographed and put all together. But it was a great thing to experience. And as we think about that theme, one for all and all for one, you've already been looking at that several weeks, as I understand. We look at Romans chapter 12 and verses 3 through 8. We're particularly going to look at the first few verses there. And particularly today, we're going to look at verses 4 and 5. This section of Romans is called the humble service in the body of Christ. And it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture because it gives us such a vivid example, such a vivid picture of what the church is to be. So let's read verses 3 through 5, if you would. I don't know, do you guys read together at times? Since you repeated the confession of faith, I just wondered if you did. So let's read it together. (coughs) For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of you has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Amen. Thursday night, Janet and I had the opportunity to go and see the second section of The Chosen on, uh, at the theaters. I don't know, how, how many of you have seen, any of you seen the, the movies in the theater? Yeah. It, incredible. If you haven't had a chance, uh, go. I don't want to give anything away, okay? But it was interesting as we watched the movie to see how different things that were happening there became the imagery that Jesus would later use as he told stories. And whether it was to his disciples or whether it was to the religious leaders, certain things that he saw were the things that he would later use as an object lesson to the people. And and as you read your Bible, you will see that Jesus often used common examples to teach the people about himself, to teach people about the kingdom of God. 
And whether it was the story of the shepherd and the sheep, or whether it was the story that when he sent the apostles or the disciples down to, to fish, and they took out the coin out of the mouth of the, of the fish, whatever it was, he was using the examples that the people could relate to, right? And the good thing about this is with Paul, he does the very same thing here in this passage of Scripture. He gives an object lesson, and that object lesson uses our body as an example of what the church is going to be. And I don't know about you, but I am thankful to be a part of the kingdom of God. I hope you are as well. I'm thankful to be a part of his body, to be a part of doing what he has called us to do to accomplish his purposes, whether it's here in Roseburg, whether it's in Mexico, whether it's at Emmanuel, whether it's downtown Roseburg. We drove by there last night and saw the whole couple of streets, couple of blocks full of things with the, the mission, rescue mission. What a great thing it is. So we're going to take a look at a biblical example of our own body. First, he says, we each have a body, right? Isn't it a blessing to wake up every morning and to be able to hold off on that one just a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, on that slide? Thank you. All right. What a blessing it is to be able to wake up in the morning and put on our clothes, eat some tasty food. Did anybody eat something this morning? I know the group that was with us, we had lots and lots of sweets, donuts, and everything else. For some of us, we enjoy the day of smelling the coffee. Now, I'm not one of those people. My wife loves to smell the coffee, but not me. But, but it's a smell that we have. We're blessed to be able to come here to church to see the beautiful trees. Now, today we didn't get to see many of the trees, right? Because of the, the fog that had come in. But the sights around us are things that we can visualize and see. Most of us were able to shake someone's hand when we came in or to give them a hug and we are now able to listen and to participate in the wonderful worship that we've experienced using our voices. We've been able to read the word of God that he has given to us. So when the body is functioning correctly, what a great thing it is, right? All of those things that, that I just listed are things that we commonly do every single day. And they're just a normal part of who we are. Now, did you catch the five senses in what I was listing there? I talked about getting up and what, what were some of the things that we talked about? You could hear the word of God. What's that? See the sights of the trees or the fog or whatever it was. What else? I, I didn't hear that. How's that? Uh-huh. So many things, all these five senses, you go ahead and put that other uh, slide up there, the five senses that we have. When all those are functioning right, what a great thing it is, right? Each of these senses has a whole complex system that goes along with it. If the whole system is not functioning, then, then the sense doesn't function. Did any of you lose the sense of smell? During COVID, some of you did. Our uh, daughter, one of our daughters lost the sense of smell when she was, got out the bleach and was doing something and she couldn't smell the bleach and said, uh-oh, I think I have COVID. And uh, so, or have any of you ever had a problem where the little black spots come across your vision? 
and how devastating that is when you can't really see the way you're supposed to see. Our body, we have one body, and that body all together is a great thing. I also want to just say that the body is formed of many different parts, right? We want to consider the fact that this is a whole body and everything is fine, but the, the fact of the matter is that the body is made up of many different parts. Um, and sometimes we don't even perceive all the parts that are in this body, right? All, everything that's inside of us, we don't see that. We don't see our heart. We don't see our stomach. We don't see those parts. And I just wanted to kind of give a couple of examples of different systems in our body, different parts of our body. Did you know that our body has 206 different bones? I don't know, is there anybody in the medical field that could list all of those 206 bones? I don't know if I could even list four or five. But all these bones are a very important part of, of our body functioning correctly. Did you know that our body has 650 named muscles? Whether it's the skeletal muscles or the cardiac muscle? I don't know. I didn't even consider that the, the heart was a muscle, but I know it is. But did you know that our body contains 60,000 miles of blood vessels? I had no idea. Arteries, veins, capillaries. As I was doing some research on this, it said that there are 88 systems that make up our body, the circulatory, the digestive, the nervous, the renal. Um, all of these things are part of the complexity of who we are. And normally we don't think about that complexity, but here we have to do. We have to think about that as we get ready to consider what Paul is comparing the church to. And, you know, kind of as an aside, I have to wonder, when you consider the complexity of our bodies, just thinking about these three systems that we've just seen up on the screen, how is it possible that people can believe that all of that just happened by chance? I don't know how in the world the complexity of that whole, all these systems coming together to form this perfect body, this perfect thing, how can people believe that, that all happened by chance? Well, Paul goes on in a little more detail here, and he tells us that the members or the parts of the body, not only are they, are they is it complex, but they also have, they, they do not have the same functions. As we talked about, the digestive system, it's very different than the, the bone structure system, right? And they're all important. They do not have the same function. Each has its own purpose. What are the bones for? To hold us up to, for our shape, uh-huh. If we didn't have our, our leg bones or our, other, our backbone, what, what a difference it would make in, in who we were, right? What about our fingers? What are they for? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, pick things up or just being able to do things. Just imagine if, if we didn't have our fingers. And there may be somebody here today who, who experiences that. I don't know. And what about our stomach? How important is that? <laughs> if we don't have the stomach, where are we at, right? Well, 
It's very important to know, as it says, do not, we do not have the same functions. My hand cannot do what my heart does, right? And vice versa. And my eyes cannot do what my feet do. It's just, some of this is just common, common sense, right? But it's very important for us to understand that. Each member of our body has its own function, and each one of it must fill, fulfill its function. If it doesn't fulfill its function, then we're not going to be functioning correctly. And so from here, Paul is going to transition from the idea of comparison to the body to now all of us together form the body of Christ. Okay? As Christians, whether we live here in Roseburg, whether we live in Mexico, whether we live in Tennessee, is that right? Uh-huh. Or wherever we live, we are all part and form part of this one body. Uh, a lot of times when we're praying, my wife and I are praying on a Sunday, we'll talk about praying for the part of the body that we're going to go be visiting that particular Sunday. Because altogether, around this whole big world, we form one body, the body of Christ, and we're here to work for it. The whole church is to be the body of Christ. The whole church is to function as one body. It's designed to accomplish his purposes and his designs in this world. And I remembered, as I was preparing for this, I remembered a song that, that I sang in uh, high school many, many years ago called No Man is an Island. And I was trying to find it in the version that I knew because it was a choir kind of a deal. And all the ones I found were very different. But I found the words, no man is an island, no man stands alone. Each man's joy is joy to me, each man's grief is my need, or my own. We need one another, so I will defend each man as my brother, each man as my friend. Now that was, that's written from a secular point of view, but the point is this, no man in the body of Christ, no woman in the body of Christ is an island. And sometimes, honestly, in the time of COVID, it really separated the body of Christ in ways that we could have never imagined before. Isn't that true? There, there became this um, fear of being together. There, there became this, this, I don't know about here, but there, there, this a lot of people didn't return to the churches to, to fellowship in the church after COVID. And that's a sad thing because it created this idea that every man can be on their own, doing their own thing. And online church is a great thing, but online church is not the same as being together with the body of Christ in one place. Amen to that? It's just not the same. And we've got to make sure that we are doing what he needs us to do together. We are to be his hands. We're to be his feet. We're to be his presence in this world. We know that John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And our task as the body of Christ is to bring people into relationship with Christ. Amen? That's what it's all about. And this is the message that we're here to share, the, the, his desire, his purpose to bring salvation to everyone. 
Now, as Paul mentioned, we have to understand that his body is just as our body is a complex thing. It's important to know that the Christ body is also a complex thing that's happening in this world. And it's so important for us to recognize that. It's a large body that he's put together to accomplish his will, to lead every person in this world into a relationship with God. Can you imagine a body that extends all around this big world? It's one thing to think about this church, right? But this body extends all around the world. And it's accomplishing a multitude of things today. It's accomplishing the training of pastors and teachers and preachers in Emmanuel. It's accomplishing the tasks that were set aside here to help these women and these children who are in need, who have been broken because of the circumstances and situations. How difficult must it be for every person in this world to hear the Word of God in their own language. Have you ever considered that? Um, it's interesting, we as Americans normally know how many languages? One, maybe two. If you're, if you're European, most of them know two, three, or, or more. How difficult would it be to, for everybody all around the world to know or to hear God's word in their own language? How difficult is it to consider that Christ wants to serve the poor, the widows, and the orphans all around this huge planet? I was doing a little research on that. Did you know, and this is according to the UNICEF, there are roughly 153 million orphans worldwide today. 153 million orphans around the world. And it says that every day an estimated 5,700 more children be become orphans. Just imagine Christ's desire to reach each and every one of those wherever they are around the world. When you think about Jesus' prayer that uh, his will would be done, that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's our responsibility as the body of Christ. Consider how truly incredible it is to me to consider that people today are hearing the gospel here in Roseburg and at the very same time, or maybe in different times based on the the time zones and all of that, all around the world, the word is being preached all in every country around the world today. That's an amazing thing. Part of the body of Christ, the complexity of the body of Christ. Leaders are being raised up here and around the world who can effectively proclaim the gospel. People are being baptized into Christ. And what a blessing it was to see these two young ladies baptized into Christ today. That's what it's all about. Children are being cared for and given a new hope and a new future. The Word of God is being translated into languages every day. I uh, read this online as well as of September 2023. All of the Bible has been translated into 736 languages. 
And there has been uh, a portion of the scripture translated in 3,658 languages. But there's still a need for more of the Bible to be translated in other languages. And I was also reading that the goal of like pioneer Bible translators and Wycliffe and others like that, the goal is to have a portion of the scripture translated into every language by 2033. That's only 10 years away. God is at work and God wants his church to be involved in that. And it's amazing to me to consider how God is meeting the needs of the poor and the orphans and the widows around the world. And we have a picture of of some ladies that came to to Ninos this last. Uh, This is some some leaders who are being trained. Go ahead down some, some baptisms that we had recently. This is one of our families there at Ninos. Go ahead to the next one. I think it's the next one. One more. Oh, right there. Thank you. A couple of ladies that came down with a group, a medical group, and we go out into the, um, the mountains of, of Puebla, very, uh, an area that there's hardly anybody around and big need, medically speaking. We will oftentimes see over 400 people in three days of clinics. It's an amazing thing. But these people, these poor people who have no contact hardly with the outside places were being touched by these American ladies and by the gospel of Christ. And so what a wonderful thing it is. Well, let's go on to the next point. The body of Christ is complex. And it needs every member to function correctly. Each and every one of us has a place in the body of Christ. Each and every one of us has something that we can do and need to do in order for the body to function correctly. And if we're the kind of person who just wants to stand back and let others do, then we have a problem. Because we need everybody to be working on what God has called us to do. I want to look at Ephesians chapter 4. There we go. Uh, Right there. There we go. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the work of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is just one example. In Romans chapter 12, there's other examples of different kinds of people who, were, who are called to, to serve. There are pastors in this passage, pastors and teachers, prophets, apostles, evangelists. In this church, there are people who are good at administrative kind of tasks. And thank you, Arlene, for her work and Loretta for for her work in planning all of the events and planning for us to be able to be here today and for others to be able to be here today. They administer the resources of this congregation for the good of of the ministry. That's a very important thing. When you guys send your money to the the different groups, the different ministries or missions, you are 
allowing them to do a part of their work in another community, in another country. When your team comes down to Mexico, they're going to be serving for, for you all, our kids and our staff. And because of that, we are all connected in one body. And just as your arm is used oftentimes to hug your child or to hug your mom or to hug your wife, your giving allows for other people's lives to be touched in a special way. Whether it's to train them to be ministers or pastors or teachers, whether it's to, to be able to, to be, able to be uh, used to minister to these women in, in the downtown Roseburg area. Whatever it is, your giving is allowing for that to be accomplished. And to me, uh, I was watching on Facebook. Facebook can, can be good sometimes, right? Uh, to see Darren and his team and the work that they were doing over in Bissau, Guinea. What a great thing that he could be a part of that, physically impacting those people thousands of miles away. But that's just a part of what the body of Christ is all about. I want to just share with you a quick video update, uh, get a little more information about what you all are accomplishing through the work of Niños to Mexico. Let's see if we can do that. Greetings, great. dear friends of Roseburg Christian Church. Thank you for your partnership that is changing lives here in Mexico. Your giving allowed over 100 young people to be impacted by the light of Jesus Christ in 2023. We recently welcomed eight new children into the family, and the Division of Family Services here has been begging us to take in more children. Last year, the main project was to rearrange our homes, separating them by ages. They were already separated by gender. This division seems to have been a good thing for the children and everyone is adapting to this big change in the family structures. We've been working hard with several governmental organizations to increase our effectiveness in transforming the lives of the children in our care, as well as providing even greater safety to every one of them. What an exciting night we had at our graduation as we celebrated how you are helping the young people succeed in their education. We know that this will change their lives long into the future. Each of the graduates was thrilled to receive their diplomas and this recognition of their hard work. The reality is that your partnership is resulting in changing generations of people. At a recent alumni gathering, the alumni brought their spouses and children for a visit. It was great to reminisce about all that God had been doing in their lives from the time they came to call Ninos their home until now. We believe that every child deserves love, safety, and a chance to thrive. Through your support, you are providing that care in the lives of these vulnerable children. In joining us in this mission, you are providing them with a better future. Together, these children's lives are being transformed. So thank you for your generosity. I just want to say that you are an important part in helping each one of those children that you saw in the video to hear about Jesus, to know his love and to know his grace. Thank you for that. 
We need you to be able to provide for the children who God has brought into our family. And you need our team to be able to have an impact in Mexico, right? We need each other. There's no way that I could translate the Bible into another language. How about any of you ready to be Bible translators? That's a tough, a tough, tough thing. We need Brother Darren, who is so good at working with the the children, the young people in this congregation, right? We need Brother Daniel as he leads this church and as he preaches the word and as he helps people, helps you all to know who Jesus is and what he is calling you to do. I was thinking about how we need each other and I was thinking about authors who've been an encouragement to my, to my growth, to my spiritual uh, need this last year, particularly of thinking about a couple of books that my wife and I read through by Max Lucado, great author who just gives a lot of encouragement to keep on keeping on. And Charles Swindoll and uh, a, an author that really impacted me in 2023 was John Eldridge. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of him. He has a great app out there called the Pause app. And in that, it helps you to stop and to think, and to pray, and to meditate before you continue on with the work that you need to do. Well, another important part of what Paul talks about here in this, in this uh, relationship with the body and Christ, and Christ's body, is that each member belongs to all the other members. Each of us belongs to the other. I am part of you, and you are a part of me. I don't know if any of you have known anyone who has lost a leg or lost an arm, who had something amputated. What I hear is that they oftentimes have pain in those extremities, even after that leg or that arm or whatever has been cut off, because the body knows that there's supposed to be something there, and it's now missing. We need each other when the going gets tough. Amen? We need each other when, the, when things are going well, and we need somebody to encourage us to keep on keeping on. I was thinking about this example. If, if your knee is hurting and you need some cream on that, knee, on that knee, what a great thing it is that you can put cream on your hand and you can rub that knee to give it some comfort, right? The knee, in that case, needs the hand in order to survive, when your mission team or you as a congregation write encouraging notes to your missionaries, you are blessing them. You are putting that cream on their, on their knee in that example to demonstrate how important they are to the work that you're trying to accomplish. We have a team of, of about 60 people who are working in Mexico, and we're working there because of you and your support able to preach the gospel in the churches in the urban area of Mexico City and out in, the, in these places where I was showing you, in the mountains of Puebla. They need you, you need them, and we all need each other. So as we close out today, I just hope and pray that you are encouraged to know that your partnership in the gospel around the world is resulting in changed lives. I hope that you will know that every person that's on your list here in this book that you guys have. I hope that you'll keep this book and keep it moving forward. 
praying for the needs of, the, of each and every one of these organizations because you are transforming lives through them and they are being able to minister because of you. And I think about the 90 plus boys and girls and young people who are living in our homes right now. And I'm just absolutely amazed at the lives that they're able to have today because of the support from churches like you and individuals like you. And I want you to recognize also this morning as we finish up how valuable your prayers are to the work. Maybe you can't go, but you can pray. And as you pray, God is going to be at work in a mighty, mighty way in each of these organizations. So do not grow weary in doing good. Our children need you. These ladies need you. The students and professors at Emmanuel need you. Pray without ceasing that God would work miracles in each of these situations because we are fighting a spiritual battle. Satan wants to destroy. I tell our staff down there, before the children come into our homes, Satan had them right where he wanted them because he had them in places where they had no hope. They had no dreams. They had no ability to even think beyond what am I going to eat today? What am I going to put on today? What's going to happen when so-and-so comes back to the house tonight? What is my life going to be like? They had no ability to think about the future. But thanks to your giving, thanks to your prayers, each one of the children that you saw in the video has a new opportunity, a new chance at life, a new ability to think long into the future. May God continue to use you, each and every one of you, as part of the body of Christ to accomplish His purposes in Roseburg, at Ninos, New Mexico, and around the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so, so grateful for who you are and for what you've done. Lord, help us to never forget how important each and every person is to accomplishing your purposes and how we need each other and how we need your uh, presence in our lives. Join us together, Lord, to accomplish what you need us to do, what you need us to, to be for your honor and for your glory always. May you bless the church, Father, in a mighty way as they continue to seek to know you and to love you and to serve you. In all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you made a decision for Christ or would like prayer with someone from our church family, we would love to connect with you. You can message us on Facebook by searching Roseburg First Christian Church, or you can email us directly at roseburgfcc at gmail.com. In addition, if you're listening to this message on Apple or Spotify, we invite you to like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and share it on social media so others can be blessed as well. God bless you, and have a beautiful day.